there we are. Welcome to 2020 episode, first episode of John Park's workshop in this new year. Uh, hello. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, do the show today because I've got a couple of cool things planned, uh, some cool stuff to show, and I also want to do a retrospective of 2019. Uh, I know we want to look forward and not backward, but sometimes it's nice to take a look at uh, some of the projects that we've uh, gone through together here in this year. Uh, hey, Stargirl. Hey, Andy Calloway. We've got a couple people saying hi over in Discord. Welcome. Oh, I see C. Grover is typing dot, dot, dot. Uh, and uh, hey, Connor McCarter over in YouTube chat. Welcome. Thanks for coming by today. If you're watching over on Facebook or, uh, I don't know, Periscope or Twitch, uh, the conversation is happening here on Discord right there. Look, I'll show you. I, I can prove it. That, right there, that's the conversation on Discord. We've got a, a few people uh, showing up, and ooh, we got a, thank you so much. Look at that. We get some up-to-the-moment advice on uh, audio levels, so I'm going to boost boost those just a little bit. hope I don't crank it too hard. And uh, all right, thank you, C. Grover, for that. So let's see. Let's, uh, let's hide that thing there, and let's converse. Uh, so first thing I want to do is mention our jobs board. That's right. We have a help wanted sign, sign up. Uh, it's actually not, not just our help wanted sign, although we have our own. Uh, but if you take a look here at jobs.adafruit.com, there are a number of positions that are posted. And uh, it is free to post positions. If you're looking to hire someone, it's also free to post your info if you're looking to get work. Uh, a couple new ones since we last met. Uh, there's a founding coders. Uh, what's this all about, huh? Founding coders. Community Labs is looking, is developing a team of coders to develop a variety of web platforms in front end for participating makers. Uh, interesting. And that's remote. So that uh, could be the right thing for you. We've also got a post here. Someone's looking for a PCB board designer. And uh, what about this? Is this in, this is a contract. So it might be a remote one. Uh, it's in Clearwater, Florida. All right. Well, if you're looking for some work, uh, looking to change things up in the new year, you might want to go and, and have a look at uh, our jobs board. Uh now, let's see. What else have we got? Yeah. Hey, how's it going, Hukuza Tuna? Uh, Mr. Moyer piping, uh, popping in to say hi. What time is it? You're in like Australia or something, I think. Um, had some problems with time zones, as Thea knows. Stargirl in the chat. Uh, Thea Flowers knows that I had some... I confused my time zones. <laughs> the vacation was good to me, but I also forgot how everything works. So... But here we are. It's 1 o'clock my time, 4 o'clock East Coast time. I had it backwards when I posted on the internet yesterday. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. What else did I want to do? I wanted to uh, mention we've got a coupon code, and it's Venti Venti 2020 and that'll get you 10% off uh, in the store if you head to Adafruit. I'm hot. Let me take this off. I'm going to mess with my, my microphone for a second. Sorry about that. Um, 2020 will get you... 10% off in the store. Go load up your cart full of good stuff. Uh, it won't work for software or gift certificates or subscriptions, but any real stuff that you're interested in getting, you can get uh, 10% off. And in fact, check this out. Uh, here's a little bit of a hack. I say you can't use it on subscriptions, but, hey, Mr. Certainly, but if you want to use your 10% off coupon on my product pick of the week, don't forget, Venti Venti, that's your coupon code. Product pick of the week is 
I have picked the Adabox 14. We actually have a handful of Adabox 14s available in the store. So uh, if you had subscribed, you've already gotten it and awesome. But if you wanted the, the contents of that box uh, and don't want to go pick up all the parts separately, some of these we might not even sell. I don't think we sell those um, uh, sequins, the snowflake sequins for your snow globe, or the diffusion uh, grading glasses that make things all awesome looking. Um, those are in this. So this is Adabox 14 in convenient, I can buy it right from the store mode, uh, and I think there were about 35 or so of them when I checked. Uh, let's see. 35 in stock. Let me refresh. Still, yes, yeah, still 35 in stock. So uh, this is it. When those 35 are gone, I think it's probably gone. Maybe don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's it. So uh, if you're interested in the Adabox 14 you didn't get it, you can go and, uh, and pick one up. Uh, I'll also use that as a, a leaping off point to remind you that if you're interested in Adabox 15, subscriptions are open. So that's coming in the spring, 15. Uh, who knows what'll be in it? Some people know, but I'm not saying. Uh, so go check that out if you're interested. Uh, and uh, that, yeah, the pick of the week. Did I mention what's in it? If you don't know, this has the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, which is an NR52840 based circuit playground convenient circuit playground form, but it's got Bluetooth. Uh, it's an M4 based chip, so it's fast, and we're doing cool stuff with it on that uh, TFT display. You see those TFT gizmo. So we can send images to it uh, from the phone over Bluetooth, uh, and then we can do a lot of other cool Bluetooth stuff. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I might even mention some of those projects in my retrospective, but that's my pick of the week. Um, so... Moving on from the pick of the week, how about uh, we take a look at something I like to call the Make Code Minute. All right, uh, let's pop up the Chrome browser for my Make Code Minute. Uh, let me make an even smaller version of me and hide the mediumer version of me. Uh, so, where's that browser? There it is. Okay. So for the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to do is take a look at some cool uh, features that are coming to the release version of Make Code Arcade. Uh, so right now I'm in beta, but these are uh, changes that are going to be released very soon, possibly even today. Um, I won't go over every change. I don't even know what every change is. We'll find out. I think there'll be a blog post from Microsoft on this. But a couple really cool changes that I am so happy about. First of which is changes to the sprite editor. So this is the sprite editor. Uh, and you can see here we've got this uh, balloon from the uh, hot air balloon game. Uh, it's a 19 pixel by 33 pixel image. And in the past, there wasn't much of a way to get in up close and edit pixel by pixel um, other than maybe sort of zooming your browser. But check it out. Now I can use my scroll wheel to go in or out of an image and I can get as close as I want and it is still razor sharp, which is fantastic. Um, I'm also gonna hold the space bar to use my uh, panning hand and so now I can go in here and let's say uh, add some, some more uh, pixels for this flame image and when I zoom out, I can 
see what it'll look like in the game. So sometimes it's nice to zoom way, way out at, at sort of more of a one-to-one -one ratio, uh, and then get in real close to edit. Uh, so that is one really great change to uh, the arcade sprite editor. Now what I want to show is some changes to the tile map editor, and these are huge changes. So first of all, uh, let's take a look at, you'll notice cool new graphics for the simulator. Uh, I'll play this so you can see what, what we're looking at. So here I've got this cool little dungeon. I've got this cute little cat. I'm going to walk around here. I'm going to go down, and you'll notice I can't walk through these walls. I can go down these stairs here. Uh, I don't want to go down there. I'll probably die. But if I go here and pick up this treasure chest, hey, it's opened the chest and give me some confetti. Uh, so this is a little uh, sort of game demo that I built this morning really quickly. And one of the reasons it was so quick is check out the new tile map editor. The new tile map editor has all kinds of great features. First of all, it has that same zooming that I just showed you in the sprite editor. Uh, and it's also got this gallery. So if I'm picking uh, tiles from a tile pack, I can cruise through and look at them all here. Let's put some more stairs maybe. Uh, so I can set down uh, tile maps for the graphics, but you'll also notice I have an overlay here as I turn show walls on and off of the walls that you that you uh, have set up for the character to interact with, bounce off of, or not be able to go through. Um, so this is now all in one. If I uh, switch over to this uh, walls icon, I can now draw in some walls really conveniently. Uh, and it's just so nice to have both the images and the interactions built into this one map. And I'm sure there's more changes coming uh, as this becomes even more easy to, to use. It's really fantastic, but I'm super excited about those changes that have come in the sprite editor and the tile editor. Uh, so go check them out. You can go to the arcade beta, arcade.makecode.com slash beta. Uh, or pretty soon those are going to be in just the regular release version. And that is your Make Code Minute. Hey, there I am again. Yeah, I'm really excited about those. Um, I will share more uh, features as I uh, learn them and as they, as they come out, as the release comes out. I think there was also some... Uh, maybe some tweaks to, um, yeah, there's tweaks to color stuff. So you'll notice these sort of orange um, graphics. If we go, let me go to the home page. You'll notice that looks different than the uh, non-beta. Pull that out of the URL there. That's the regular one. This is the beta. Uh, so some of these color changes will make it a little obvious uh, when you're in which version. Uh, another thing I found that was super helpful is now from the home page, I can click on the gear icon. Uh, in the past, we had to actually go into a project before the gear icon would show up. Uh, and that's helpful here, even for simple things like checking out uh, the version number. So the about uh, is, is available from the top, top level, which is nice. Uh, all right, so that is my Make Code Minute. But I've also got uh, sort of keeping in this theme of our... Um, of our Make Code Arcade, I have a Make Code Arcade game pick of the week. Uh, let me rearrange some browser tabs here and let me make a small me. Come over here. So, my Make Code Arcade game pick of the week is Spooky Maze. 
oh, I jumped away from it, Spooky Maze uh, by Golden Hacker 101. Uh, let me let it load here. And this one I'm loading in the regular uh, non-beta just because it was made in this version, so I don't want to, um, I don't need to show it in beta. It'll work fine in the regular one. And I might just refresh. Let me force refresh that so it'll pop back up. I'll close some of these other make codes. Oh, hmm, it looks like it may have loaded it into beta. We'll see if that still works. Uh, so let's let's take a look. So this is uh, Spooky Maze. It says move with left and right buttons. Yeah, this is running in beta. All right, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and double jump by pressing jump again. So here's my little cute, adorable character. And I'm going to jump. Whee! Now, the thing I wanted to show that I thought was really cute, among other things, is this little crouch feature. So if there are uh, any objects flying overhead that you're trying to avoid, you can get a few pixels of clearance here. I'm not sure if that figures into the game. I didn't see any moments when it would. But I thought it was really cute to include. So here's the jump animation, and here's this little squatting animation. So I wanted to show you how that squatting animation was done. If we look in uh, the block editor, and I'll hide the uh, simulator here. Let's zoom out. Uh, Here is the setup for this. So this was done as a function. Uh, So this function gets called to uh, run the crouch animation. And you can see here it's uh, creating the the traditional animation setup, attaching it to the sprite called hero, and then adding a frame uh, of this little squat version of our character when headed left and a different frame when headed right. And then the way this is uh, actually uh, activated during gameplay is during the game update loop, you'll see there's a if the down button is pressed check. So that comes out of this controller setting here. We can check and see which buttons are pressed. So if the down button's pressed, uh, then there's a condition when the hero's facing left to run this little crouch left animation, uh, or it's going to crouch right when it's facing when the hero's facing right. Uh, So that's how we get this cute little uh, animation here inside of my arcade game pick of the week, Spooky Maze. And uh, I encourage you to go check it out. It's actually pretty fun to play. It's a fun little platformer. Uh, And it's also got this cute animation. Ooh, watch out. I can bounce on their heads. And let me double jump my way out of trouble. Oh, look out. Get out of there. All right. Uh, So that's my arcade game pick of the week, and that is Spooky Maze by Golden Hacker 101. 101? 101. Go check it out. Uh, all right. Let's see. What does that bring us to? Let, let's, let's, make, uh, let's make some good retrospective action, how about? So what I was thinking, I've actually got a, a couple things I want to do here in the remainder of the time we have together today. Uh, one is I want to um, go over sort of a retrospective of projects from the past year. And I also wanted to show you something that I'm excited about in the coming year, which is uh, CircuitPython running on a modular synthesizer board. So uh, that uh, is a little project I have set up over on the bench. And I want to make sure I leave enough time for both. So how about we do a little speed round of project retrospective, and then I will uh, go and check out the Winterbloom Soul uh, synth module. So let's see, I've got, um, let's bring this up. So I'm going to find that browser. All right, so this, um, I don't know if I've done this in years past, but I decided I wanted to check out, what did I, what did I do this year as far as projects that have a learn guide associated with them for, uh, for Adafruit? And so 
I went through and I found I had done 62 learn guides this year. Uh, so a lot of projects. Um, some of them are wholly unique, others are variations on, on each other, which is how I was able to do more than one in a week. Um, but I think they're, uh, they kind of tell a story of some of the cool things that we've been up to uh, this year at Adafruit, some learn guides we've made, some of the trends uh, that we've been um, following or leading on, as well as some of the uh, Adaboxes we've done, because a lot of my projects tend to be Adabox focused. So. Uh, this was the first project I did in 2019. This is the spinning disk uh, step sequencer. So this is a uh, cricket running a motor to spin a, uh, a little disk. And then I have some optical sensors that are uh, reflective sensors that are reading the positions of those marks. And then I'm playing wave files over that um, cricket onto a big boomy speaker. Uh, and this project was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. In fact, one thing I wanted to remind myself of looking at this. I think I have an image there. Yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. This was a, uh, essentially a music box variation uh, from, I think, the 1800s, and uh, sort of like the typical music box with a little rolling drum and tines that pluck, um, little bumps that pluck the tines to play the notes. This uh, is a similar system, except it's these holes in this metal disc. Uh, so unlike most music boxes, you can actually change out the tune by switching different discs out. Uh, all right, next, uh, next up came the DIY adaptive game controllers. So this is the Xbox uh, adaptive controller, which allows you to hook up all kinds of different, uh, either DIY or commercially available um, buttons, switches, soft touch switches, uh, tilt controllers, and things that are used by uh, adaptive gamers with assistive gaming needs. Uh, and so we uh, put together, I put together this guide with a whole bunch of DIY uh, cabling, some diagrams, some ways to use joysticks and potentiometers, as well as buttons uh, on your Xbox uh, One, or you can use it on, on Windows as well. Uh, next came up a couple of these Steven Universe projects. So this was uh, some gems. Let's uh, play this. These are these uh, palm gems that allow you to uh, send an infrared gem message to another gem to change its color, and you can pick which uh, color you're using with the two buttons on there. Oh, look, we're getting ads. Let's hide those. Uh, and, oh, I guess that may, maybe the other one came out after that. This is another one, I think. But uh, So this is a Grand Central. This is the first project I did with the Grand Central, and since the Grand Central has 16 uh, analog to digital converters, I decided to uh, solder in 16 potentiometers onto uh, a proto board and use those as MIDI CC messages that I can send over USB to a software synthesizer. Uh, oh, there's the other one. Yeah, this is this gauntlet that I made using foam. And uh, this is some foam that I got at the craft store, but then later in the year we started carrying uh, foam in the Adafruit store. So you can do that project now entirely with um, parts from Adafruit if you want. Uh, now here's, uh, there's actually a couple of these. I did a uh, Bluetooth low energy BLE light switch, and this I still have hooked up here in my shop. I use the app to turn on the lights, the overhead lights uh, in the shop here. Uh, and this kind of presaged some of the uh, Bluetooth LE projects that we did later with the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit. So this was done with the Feather, uh, the uh, NRF52840 Feather, and a Cricut. I did a little mini guide on how to use the green screen features and make code if you're doing 
make code videos or, or uh, shooting images, you can green screen out to the camera feed, which is uh, pretty cool. A couple ways to do that. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, a rover, and I actually ended up doing uh, uh, the same sort of thing. This is a rover done with the Feather, and the, it's, this is the Bluetooth one, uh, NRF52840 Feather, uh, and the Cricket. And then later I did a follow-on uh, using the Circle Playground Bluefruit. Uh, then we get into some of these Pi Portal projects. So 2019 was the year of the Pi Portal. It's a year it came out. Uh, and that was in our AdaBox uh, 10, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. So I uh, first one up was the Adafruit uh, Pi Portal quote book. And I'll run through a few of these. Uh, a lot of these are using either uh, JSON, uh, pulling down text from a JSON file or values from a JSON file and displaying it in interesting ways. Uh, or some are using the time server uh, or other internet services that uh, provide JSON files for uh, serving up images. So that was the Reddit stats trophy that lets you know uh, how many uh, points, likes, upvotes. I forget which, which thing that is on Reddit. Uh, this is the GitHub stars to tell you how many stars you have on your GitHub. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm doing a bit of tab management here. Uh, follow it's a similar kind of projects as the Twitter followers. Tell you how many followers you have on Twitter. Uh, this one uses the air quality uh, index taken from one of the uh, weather sites, I believe it is, as JSON. And uh, similarly, this is a weather station. Uh, here we have our event countdown or count up timer. It'll tell you how many days until a thing happens. Uh, I used that actually for New Year's on a, on a little uh, Pi Portal pint that I have inside. Uh, here's a similar one for uh, the event count up. Or, yeah, count up, so how, how long it's been since an event. Uh, a weekly countdown clock, let you know when your Ask an Engineer is coming. Uh, and here's a bit more info that we can grab from YouTube. So this is the number of views that the videos have, as well as the number of subscribers. Those have probably changed a bit since then. Uh, and I also showed you how to make a, a little 3D printed uh, frame that gives you a sort of TV-shaped look to it on top of the uh, Ruiz Brothers uh, Pi Portal frame. Uh, and oh, so that was 11. It was Adabox 11. So there it is. Um, I should probably check on the... Uh, I should probably check on the Discord where people are telling me when I'm getting some of these things right or wrong. But uh, uh, So this question, yeah, it's more than one learn guide per week. It's true, Stargirl. I did do a lot of guides. Um, uh, but your theory is wrong. I do sleep. I've actually started sleeping this year. This was also a big change for 2019 as I started getting more regular sleep, which I think is good for me. Uh, here's Bitcoin display on Pi Portal. Also some snazzy graphics we put together for you. Uh, astronauts in space, Discord stats, the NASA image of the day viewer. We also had the cat or dog, uh, doge or other image viewers. So we can, um, we're actually using a service on Adafruit.io uh, that we have running that converts images to BMPs and then we download the BMP since most internet things are using JPEG or PNG. Uh, new product viewer, a Thingiverse item viewer. League of Legends trophy. Uh, and then we get into Make Code Arcade. So that's uh, also last year's when we started really digging into Make Code Arcade. Uh, and so I did a number of guides on the graphics. This is uh, how to create sprites. Uh, this is how to create some pixel animation. Uh, 
And I apologize, these don't play back very smoothly in the broadcast compared to just on the web. Uh, this is platformer level design. Uh, here's a, uh, I, I felt like with MakeCode Arcade, a lot of these uh, fundamental things were easier to learn just by making a game. So this is a, a fairly simple game that teaches a few principles uh, in a sort of Space Invaders style game about collisions between objects and uh, what happens when things collide to create effects to make objects disappear or sprites disappear. Uh, and then this one, this is the one we actually shipped with the Adabox 12. This uh, will uh, run on your Pi Gamer or on a Pi Portal. And uh, this is the DigiKey uh, item uh, shipping game. Actually, Lady Ada created this, coded it, and then I did some uh, updates to graphics and animation for it. Uh, we even did an arcade remake of Arkanoid. We actually did a few arcade remakes. So we have Arkanoid, we have a little uh, spy, excuse me, a little spy hunter we call Pie Hunter. Uh, Trash Panda, which was our Adafruit original. This is actually, uh, let's see if I have any graphics as we scroll down. Yeah, so there's, there's an image of it. I can play the movie within a movie. This is um, kind of a rampage style game uh, where you're moving up a building. So let me fast forward here a little bit. Uh, you're moving up a building, trying to get to the top, and you're getting hit in the head with bricks. So that was Trash Panda. Uh, and then there's the Adabox 12 main guide. And this also uh, includes, when I do these main guides, I have some of these uh, project guides that I create, but also lots of others from, from other um, guide writers at Adafruit. So you can see here, this is more than, more than just the stuff I created. We have a lot of things that uh, many other people created for each Adabox. Uh, here's a follow-up to Trash Panda. This is Trash Panda 2, uh, which is a flashlight-based uh, point, point your flashlight at the raccoon uh, game. And uh, then also we got into some color palette uh, stuff for the game system. So Make Code Arcade uses a 16 color palette, but it's possible to customize that palette or even do some pop palette swapping uh, tricks during gameplay. Uh, here's a little mini guide on submitting games to the Make Code Arcade front page, which I encourage you to do because that's very often where I find uh, on the forums, the Make Code Forum, where I find uh, inspiration uh, as well as pick of the week games. Uh, this one uses the accelerometer. This is a game that uh, Lady Ada and I collaborated on for doing um, a little marble madness type of game using the accelerometer built into the Pi Gamer. A uh, little NeoPixel controller. I believe Catme helped me with this one, and uh, we uh, were able to make a little uh, color strip picker, an animation picker running right on the uh, Pi Gamer. A little Pi Badge plant monitor, a little soil sensing. Uh, we also were um, inspired, as a lot of people were, by the uh, crank on the Playdate, uh, upcoming Playdate game console, handheld console. So we used a rotary encoder, and I created a little fishing game. Uh, this was one of my sort of out there ones, which is using make code to emulate a, uh, a mouse, so you could do programmatic mouse things inside of a piece of software like Photoshop or... Um, pixel art software. You can run little sine waves and other uh, patterns. And then we got into Monster Masks. So this was our, uh, our next Adabox. Uh, Adabox 13 uh, was the Monster Mask. And I, I created some guides on how to create eyeball graphics uh, and then some practical uh, builds of uh, masks using the Monster Mask. 
including that doll face one and this fish head one. Thank you to my daughter for modeling this awesome fish head. Uh, there's Ada Box 13, main guide. It was a busy year, huh? Uh, here's a GIF uh, player that tells people what kind of candy you do and don't like on your uh, candy bucket. My friend, uh, the ventriloquist dummy here, Slappy, who's still sitting over there creepily watching me in the workshop. Uh, uh, Phil B created this voice changer uh, code for monster masks. So I did the little break apart of the eyes and fitted them into this uh, hand puppet so you can speak into the back and use the voice changer. Uh, everyone's favorite meat skull centerpiece, which is using the eyes and some custom graphics and a uh, foam skull saran wrap and lots of uh, prosciutto and mortadella and capicola. Uh, this is the goose. Who could forget un Untitled Goose Game? That was a big hit of 2019. And uh, this is the uh, Goose Game mask controller that I created where you uh, honk uh, in your mask in order to get your, your uh, character to honk in the real game. So it's using uh, the Monster Mask as a USB uh, HID uh, keyboard device. Here's a remote color picker using uh, Bluetooth. So now we're getting into some uh, Adabox 14 stuff. So this is Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, and I'm using some color sliders to send color info. Uh, here's a guide on using the wireless image transfer between the phone and the uh, Gizmo and Blue Fruit uh, Playground, Circuit Playground Blue Fruit. Here's some turtle graphics running on it. Here's that uh, second bot that I mentioned. And this time with the cricket and the circuit player on Blue Fruit, and you can control it remotely. A uh, little holiday cheer with this snow globe. Cyberpunk Santa Eye. And I actually have an update to that. I'm going to be writing it tomorrow, which is just adding, uh, adding the LED NeoPixel strand to it. Uh, some hide-and-seek pr proximity detection. Uh, there's the Adabox 14 itself. And then I think the last one here was this... Uh, uh, Apple Notification Center notifier, so sending those Bluetooth messages between the phone uh, and your gizmo. Shoo! So those were the projects of uh, 2019. Now, uh, what I want to do is, is hop over to the workbench and show you some of this uh, project that I'm working on right now, which is I am beta testing that module that you see there, that blue thing. Uh, to the right of the laptop and above the little keyboard, that is the Winter Bloom Soul. I'll zoom up on it in a second. Uh, it's a beta of a piece of uh, hardware for a modular synthesizer that translates MIDI messages into voltage. And so in the modular synth world, uh, control voltage, uh, pure DC voltage, is used to uh, change lots of different parameters, including, including the pitch of things, the modulation of things, uh, whether we hear something or not through a gate on and off or triggering things. So um, making these two worlds come together, so the world of pre-MIDI, 1983 and earlier, and the world of post-MIDI, and here we are in the year 2020, and we're using CircuitPython to get these things to talk together. So uh, let me pop over there and, and uh, give you a... Let's see, I'll, I'll, maybe I can leave that view there. All right, let's, let's try it with that view. Uh, no, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Let's do that one. That's what I want. Yeah, that should work. I might move that a little bit. Let me, hold on one second. I want you to be able to see that screen, so I'll pull that off to the side a little bit. All right, let's try that. Um, let me send that over. Is that update? There we go. 
So, what are we talking about here? First, let me, let me give you an audible demo. So I'm going to turn on, I've got a little speaker here. Um, so what's happening is I'm going to be typing, uh, I'm going to be playing on this keyboard, uh, MIDI keyboard. It'll send messages through my computer to the uh, Winterbloom Soul. The reason for this, the reason it works that way is very often you'll send MIDI right from your computer. So using something like Ableton Live um, is a way that people will do that. But I'm sending uh, computer straight through, or a keyboard through the computer to this. And so this is a MIDI message, a USB MIDI message. And then the Soul is running a CircuitPython program that's going to, and libraries that are going to convert those MIDI messages uh, that can be things like you've pressed a note, you've released a note, how hard have you pressed the note, uh, as well as modulations, like I'm turning a knob or I'm using a pitch bender. Um, all of those things are being sort of um, translated by the CircuitPython uh, program, and then hardware on the Winter Balloon Soul is sending out these outputs of that voltage. So... So that's uh, it translating MIDI messages. And you can hear we have this sort of build up and then sudden stop. That's the envelope of the pitch. So, or rather the envelope of the, uh, the loudness of this. I'm, I'm sending it to a, uh, a level input. If I change my CircuitPython program here, so I'm going to zoom in so you can actually see this. Um, should be able to see, and hopefully it'll stay in focus. This on my CircuitPython program, I'm uh, oh, I'm in the way of that. Let's let me move this over further. There, you can sort of see that. Uh, I'm going to change just one value I have here, which is going to pick a different uh, envelope profile. So when I hit save, now I'm getting this sudden start and this soft end. Just some. Uh... All right. So uh, now what I can do is I can change the functionality of this module entirely. Zoom out again uh, by changing which software I'm using. So I've just I'm in Moo here, and what I'm going to do is instead of an envelope demo, demo I'm going to do a velocity demo. So I'm going to copy some code and paste it and save this. This is code.py. It's going to save to the CircuitPython module here, just like it's a USB drive. And now, let me. So what you can see I'm doing is I'm using the velocity, how hard I press the keys. I can use one of these pads so you can see my finger in there. So do you hear how there's sort of a character to that sound that's adjusted depending on how hard I hit it? So uh, a nice way to demo this actually is I'm going to, uh, use an arpeggiator. Okay, I'll turn this down so you can hear. So right now these are with sort of a medium velocity, so you can hear the, the character of that sound. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to press the final note much harder and you'll hear it have a different sound. So you hear that buzzing. And I'll change this to ascending. 
So that's got that kind of muted sound to it, and that's because I'm uh, hitting it with a lower velocity. Now, let me stop that for a second. Um, one other thing I've done is let's uh, let's use let's see, do I have a CC? So instead of that velocity, what I can do is I, again, I'm just going to change the code here in Circuit Python. I'm commenting out the use of velocity for this output, and instead I'm going to say that that's based on a uh, controller, a CC controller, which is basically a knob. Uh, so this will uh, send out a different value depending on how I turn this knob. So let's save that. zoom out more so you can see what's going on there. Uh, so now the way the circuit Python program is uh, reading control, a CC control, is uh, this state.cc, so that reads uh, CC1, which is the mod wheel usually on a controller like this. So I'm reading this uh, controller and then I'm using it to send out voltage to the smoothness knob on this oscillator. So you'll hear... So in the previous example, I was using a velocity to send that. Now I'm just, ha I have a knob doing it. So again, let me turn on a, a, an arpeggiator. So you can see there's a couple of knobs that send that same CC and I can use those to uh, control that. So um, that's sort of the, oh, my, my uh, Thing. There we go, I'm back. Uh, so that's sort of the, the basic idea behind it, but I'm only just barely starting to scratch the surface of what I can do with a module that allows me to uh, essentially massage that data that's coming from a MIDI keyboard or other type of MIDI controller uh, before it's sent out to the rest of this analog style or control voltage and gate style uh, modular synthesizer. So uh, I'm very excited about that. Let me pop over and just, I can show you uh, one of the cool things is, is this is one of the modules that appears on our, um, yeah, that appears in our circuitpython.org board list. So if we look at uh, downloads, we have our list of 95 boards. I'm pretty sure we'll hit 100 soon. Uh, so we've got all these boards here that are um, CircuitPython compatible, and you can download CircuitPython to run on them. And as I scroll down here, I'm going to see, or you can type in the search, but I'm going to do the dramatic version of this, which is, hey, look, there's the Winterbloom Soul. Uh, and we can run CircuitPython 5.0.0 beta 2 on it. I think I'm probably running version 5.0.0 uh, beta 1 on there right now. Not sure. Can't remember. Uh, but I'm really excited about this because it's essentially all of the um, things that I've been learning in CircuitPython are now uh, starting to apply into this other hobby. And uh, as you can see, being able to save that uh, CircuitPython file right out of Moo onto the device and it immediately is running the new code is super fast. I've had some other modules before that used compiled Arduino as a, in a similar way to do uh, Eurorack synth stuff but uh, nothing beats how fast you can make those kinds of changes inside of CircuitPython, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, let's see. 
uh, I, I will say Stargirl is in the, uh, in the chat. Uh, Thea is the creator of uh, the Winterbloom Soul and is running this beta that I got uh, lucky enough to be involved with. Uh, so if, you've, if I've said anything, if I've lied here at all about it, please correct me. Uh, and also if there's any um, links or things that, that uh, people should see about it, they, they should uh, check inside of the Discord. Uh, let's see. I think that's about it. I know I've gone over. Uh, I, I, uh, I promise I'll, I'll keep my, uh, my show on time the rest of the year. This is the one gimme. This is the one that, uh, went a little long. So, uh, thank you everyone for, uh, stopping by. Oh, good. Stargirl says no lies detected. Um, as I get more, uh, comfortable with, with the, um, Winterbloom Soul and coding on it, I'll, I'll share some other things. There's, uh, for those who are into synth, there's a lot of neat stuff like slew limiters, and you saw envelopes there, but you could probably make arpeggios right on there. Um, also, the, uh, the lack of knobs, don't be concerned. The module doesn't have knobs, and that's because your MIDI controller does. So uh, program change and, and, um, and CC, uh, mod wheel, pitch wheel, all those things can uh, be... Uh, uh, adjust variables running in your code. So I could set up a whole bunch of, with, just with that controller there, I could have eight, I think it is seven or eight knobs of, uh, of MIDI CC used to change things. So um, pretty cool, very exciting times for uh, seeing CircuitPython come to, uh, coming to a hobby near you. Whatever hobby you're in, hopefully you'll, you'll, uh, you'll get some, uh, some CircuitPython in it this year. That's our hope, right? Uh, all right, well, thank you so much. Before I go, I will um, remind you to check out uh, the Adafruit store. And on your way out, if you're buying some cool stuff, save yourself 10% with the coupon code VENTI VENTI. Uh, that's Italian for 2020. Uh, and I didn't want to type out 2020, which who wants to type that out? Uh, so let's see, is that it? I think that's all I wanted to show. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, for Adafruit Industries, I'm John Park. This has been John Park's workshop. First episode in the year 2020. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.